Welcome to the Under a Pile of Books podcast. In this episode, I interview Deck Matthews, and we get into a bunch of fun discussions about fantasy in general and his books in particular. If you're enjoying listening to the podcast, please consider subscribing and sharing. Here's the interview. So I am here with Deck Matthews, author of the Riven Realm series, and uh, that begins with The First of Shadows and the recently published Dust of the Darkness. Uh, Deck also has out a couple of short stories set in the same world, uh, in The Tower of the Witching Tree and The Melding Thief. Uh, so uh, I have read the the two novels or um, novellas. I'm they're they're right around kind of on the line or whatnot, but they're they're great. Uh, I've enjoyed them. The First of Shadows and Dust of the Darkness. So as I said, I'm here with Deck. Uh, good evening, Deck. Hello. So uh, I'm I'm excited to just go ahead and jump right in, man. So uh, I'm gonna start in with just some some questions about your maybe your influences i know different writers have kind of different uh, influences and uh, kind of different ways they think about their writing so to me uh your style has loads of action in it uh so it's kind of that epic fantasy but action-packed fast-paced it reminds me a little bit of uh, both will white and uh, brandon sanderson particularly in some of brandon's uh Mistborn kind of kind of stuff, which is maybe a little more action packed than his big Stormlight Archive stuff. But are those uh, are those some influences that you've had, kind of consciously, or or who has been an influence uh, on your writing in that way? So Sanderson, yes, uh, for sure. Um, more in recent years, because um, I've been at this for a long time, um, and I've only recently got to the point where I'm like, um, where I've actually released anything and, um, mm. whatever. So, but I've only really picked up Sanderson in the past sort of five years. So it definitely influenced, I think, um, the stuff that's out there for sure. Uh, and definitely his misborn stuff. Um, yes. So, uh, but Will White, I, I, I'm not actually familiar with his work, so, uh, no, um, but I'll have to check it out if it's anything uh, like Sanderson. It, that sounds great. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. People that I, I definitely say are my influences uh, are Terry Brooks. Um, probably right up there. He's probably my all-time favorite. Um, just in terms of uh, the author that I've been with the longest, whose stuff I still always read. Um you know, he's still, I read a lot of his stuff when I was in high school and stuff, and I, and I don't know that it's matured that much. So it's still great, and I still love it, but in the sort of landscape of contemporary fantasy, it's um, it still kind of stands on its own, and it's a little bit different. It doesn't have a, same, a lot of the same grit and um, stuff that you see in a lot of the more contemporary stuff or like people who are releasing their first few novels in like the past sort of 10 years sort of thing. Um, mm -hmm. But still a, a major influence for me. Um, also, who else would be a major influence? Um, just in terms of people that I, I read a lot um, when I first started getting into fantasy were like the David Eddings, uh, Boas and Hickman, oh, sure, Dragonlance, yeah. 
um, all those kind of, of things. So if there's a lot of sort of that influence. Um, and more recently, um, the sort of Joe Abercrombie's, uh, though I don't get quite that dark, um, but his, his sort of writing style definitely has been an influence on me. Um, who else? Uh, um, Jim Butcher, actually, more his Codex Alara than... Oh, wow. Um, yeah, okay. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. so that for sure. Um, definitely, I think, from some of the action as well. Um, he's got some pretty big action sequences in there. Um, Tad Williams, um, his... Uh, Memory, Sorrow, and Thorn is still brilliant um, to me. And um, I was reading Shadow March uh, when I started writing the first kind of pieces that would become the Varkas Chronicles. So um, I, I know that there's definitely some sort of Shadow March influences in some of the things that I've done. So um, probably a whole lot more too, but those are sort of the ones off the top of my head. Well, I mean, that's, that's frankly, that's, that's quite the list. And I mean, I think, um, you know, if, if someone likes, uh, Brandon Sanderson's Mistborn stuff, they like Will White, uh, they like, uh, Terry Brooks, you know, Shannara or whatnot. I, it, it's obvious that your, uh, your books, at least it's obvious to me that they're kind of right in that vein. So I totally see, um, you know, where, where kind of the, the overall arc or, or the, um, the ambiance of your, uh, your tales definitely kind of falls in line with that, which is great because those are some of my favorite authors as well. Um, you mentioned Tad Williams, Memory, Sorrow and Thorn, uh, probably my favorite, if not my favorite, then amongst my favorite fantasy, uh, trilogies of all time. Uh, so I just, uh, I just think it's, yeah. it's absolutely and you're wonderful. not alone there. You're not alone. I, that, everyone I meet seems to put that in, it, if not their top five, then at least their top ten. Uh, anyone who's really widely read in this, like in this um, genre, um, it's like shockingly beloved to me, actually. Not shocking <laughs> in that it's like not good, obviously, because it's one of my favorites as well. But it's very rare that I find a series that so many people are agreed on agreed upon yeah is like that good um because like and then of course there's like wheel of time um and that one like is a really kind of hit and miss and there's game of thrones sure. yeah yeah um so those are those are influences in what as well in, in their own way um you know everything i read leaves a little impression on me so um you know it's it's kind of accumulative but um yeah memory store and thorn is just so good and and uh, i've been meaning to go back to it um i'm hoping in the next year i can find time um it's just so massively intimidating sometimes to be like okay this is like a year of my life <laughs> yeah I, 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 again. I i hear you that's actually the same the same problem i have in fact i don't think i've done a single reread of any book that i'd read previously in the past maybe 18 19 months uh which is weird for me normally i go back and i reread uh books you know, a couple times a year I'll be doing rereads and I have not just had not have the time to do that. Um, partially cause there are so many great books, uh, coming out. So, yeah, it's, crazy. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a problem, but it's a good problem to have. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I love, yeah. I love all the great fantasy that's coming out. Uh, so I mentioned, uh, the, the first of shadows and dust of the darkness are, uh, your two now are they technically novels or novellas? I don't know 
how many words there are, even what the dividing line is anymore between those two. So, like you said, I I walk a fine line. Um, <laughs> so, I think technically they are very short novels, mm-hmm. um, but it's fantasy and everything's bigger, right? So sure. I, I kind of walked that line. I think the official um, in sort of really big quotes um, line is about 40,000 words for a novella. They're both sitting at around 45. Um, so they're just over the line. Um, they're just over the line for, um, for the blog off, like the self-published fantasy blog off too. Like right. Right. Cause that's 40,000. Yeah. 40,000. Yeah. So um so technically they're small novels, but I call them novellas because, you know, a fantasy novel is, you know, a brick. So, sure, um, right. <laughs> so I figure in the fantasy world, I can get away with stretching the boundaries a little. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, so, no, that's that's cool. And um, if you're if you're listening to this and you don't know what the self-published fantasy blog off is or I call it Spiffbo a lot, um, yeah. you can uh, search for like. SPFBO um, Mark Lawrence, and you'll find all kinds of information on it. But it is a great place to find some phenomenal self-published and indie authors uh, like Deck. So I want to kind of jump in a little bit here specifically, though, to to your books. And uh, I've read both The First of Shadows and Dust of the Darkness. In fact, I just finished uh, Dust of the Darkness this past week. Really enjoyed that one uh, as well as The First of Shadows. So, yeah, absolutely. but one thing that really stood out to me from both of these are they're just constant action, right? I mean, like almost from the first page. In fact, I think in my review for the first of Shadows, I, I called called it like frenetically paced. Uh, and I meant that in totally a good way. Like that's not a bad thing. Uh, so they're very fast paced. And I'm curious, like, how are you able to write something that's just always on like it feels like every scene is moving the plot forward and everything is just it's just breakneck pacing and i'm really impressed by that so so talk a little bit about either your process or just how it is that you're able to write something that's kind of always on always moving forward like that um i just kind of do it um and i i did actually have to add um, so that first chapter in the first of shadows without giving things away, but, um, for people who, who have that, that first chapter was added after, um, it actually started in what was chapter two with the, the introduction of the character named Caleb. Uh, and, um, as I was going through the editing process with my editor and stuff, it's just like the action all comes at the end. It just doesn't have the, the bang. Um, and I'm very much. The sort of person who's like, I just want to be thrown in and then I want to be thrown in with a bang. Um, and I just like, and so I, with some conversations with my editor, we came up with like, why don't we start it here? Um, and so I did. And, and I think, I think it works really well. It really draws you in. Um, it's kind of like a prologue without being a prologue in a way. Um, Cause it's the only time you're actually in that character's head uh, from a perspective. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of works that way, um, but at the same time, it's not like a like a Game of Thrones, like the first prologue there, where you know stuff happens and you don't really get to know what it means until like books and books later. It's like yeah, you get right. the, the payoff comes right away, pretty much. Um, so that's that's it. Uh, in terms of the pacing, it's 
it's just something I obsess over. Um, I will write a bunch of action or even dialogue or, or whatever I'm doing. And then I will sort of do a quick export to like paperback or hardback um, size and just kind of gauge, okay, this section takes me like, for example, like two and a half pages. And I'm like, is that the right amount of space to move forward but still like keep action going. Um, so I do, I spend a lot of time thinking about um, how long is the scene and is that the right amount of time? Um, and is that going to slow it down? Is it going to speed it up? Do I want to slow it down? Do I want to speed it up? Um, so I, I spend just a lot of time kind of thinking about that. And I just, I really like action um it's one of the one of the things that i really enjoy um about this whole thing um and i think it can sometimes be a hook so uh yeah there's definitely a lot of action things might slow down a little um in some of the later books um as you get into some more of like the politics that start is going to start to come in um mm -hmm. as you start to dive into and things kind of start to escalate and, and um you get into um kind of more of that what seems to be the secondary plot in books two and three um uh with like avender and tiberius um right yeah yeah so some of that's going to come a little bit more to the forefront uh but even avender and, and has had his uh, fair share of action so far so um yeah I, I think it's just a matter of like the way I, I like to write um i don't want people to be bored um and so I just, I throw action in and I try to space it out too. Like I try to make sure that um, there's at least like, you know, some action here, some action there. So it's not all crammed into one spot and there's not too many like lulls. Um, so yeah, I just spend a lot of time thinking about it and um, I'm thrilled to, to hear that it seems to be working for people. Oh yeah, no, I, I mean, that definitely comes across. It's, it's one of the things I love and, you know, I, it's, it's, um, it's it's almost like you're writing, you know, uh, a big like epic fantasy, uh, in almost these these sort of bite-sized chunks, if you will. I mean, forty-five thousand words isn't really bite-sized chunks, uh, you know, and I'm sure it doesn't feel like that to write it. Uh, but like you said, in comparison to you know a lot of fantasy novels, which are really these huge tomes, uh, you're kind of given these uh, almost almost episodic kind of kind of things, and I really I like that that pacing. I think it's a lot of fun. You mentioned the character uh, Tiberius, and uh, I, I think you you also mentioned uh, in passing the character Caleb, and I was really interested to see as I've, I've as I've read both of uh, the the books in the Riven Realm. Uh, series so far, uh, those two characters have some physical disabilities, and I think you do an incredible job uh, with both of them, Tiberius's blindness and, and uh, Caleb's leg, writing these uh, these characters. And I'm so I'm a, a little curious if you can kind of briefly share what inspired those characters, as well as maybe right. what challenges came from from writing characters with those those particular. Um, challenges right so he sure yeah i'll speak to that um tiberius is interesting because uh he started uh in a short story completely like separate from um varkas at all and it was just i was in a like a short story um 
writing class when I was doing my uh, university studies and, and stuff because um, I have a, a degree in, in literature. And um, so we did this class and it was just a study in like, I wanted to really limit my perspective um, for this just one story that I started to write. Um, I don't, I never even really finished it. It was just kind of an exercise um, in what do I do if I take away sight? Um, you tend to, we tend to write in a very visual sense. Um, I definitely do. Um, you know, the, you, everything you see, I try to create really evocative imagery. Um, but what happens when you take that away? Can I still create a really intense and evocative experience without actually describing anything in a visual sense? Um, and it was a really, it was really just kind of a, an experiment that I started. Uh, and then when I started working on the initial, we'll call it draft, uh, it was like a kind of a story that I started doing that would eventually become uh, this, this Varkas world. Um, I drew him in there. I was like, I, I, I really liked that character and I kind of want to try that again. Um, and so I just wove him in and, and he obviously evolved and became his own person and, and character with a, you know, backstory and everything, but I, I kept that blindness and it, it can be a challenge sometimes to, um, create, um, and to write, um, those, those scenes. Um, there's a scene in the second one where, where he gets involved in some action, um, and yeah, it's kind yeah. of happen, happening around him and, and you're trying to really allow him to, to experience what it is, but he can't, see what it is so you need to find ways of of doing that and um and also new ways like i, I don't want to end up keep relying on the same experience that he has so um he's a challenge uh, but i think in some ways those chapters end up being the strongest because um or possibly some of the strongest because i put so much time into tr trying to to do it. Whereas maybe some of the other chapters, maybe I'm guilty of just not putting that much thought because it's so easy to just rely on what you see and stuff. Um, so yeah, well, I, I mean, I'll, really, I'll, I really I'll enjoy tell you, him. I, I loved the, the, the action sequence that, that you refer to in the second book with, with that Tiberius is a part of. Uh, I absolutely loved how you did it from his perspective and, and just kind of the way that you involved his experience of that sequence was really, really cool. I thought so. I, I thought that was very well done. Um, yeah. If, if, if you have not read uh, dust of the darkness, uh, go do so and, uh, and find that scene. Uh, you'll know when you find it, it's, it's awesome. It's very cool. Thank you. Uh, and then in turn, you mentioned Caleb as well. Caleb yeah. was like, um, just kind of like, I don't want to call him a throwaway character because he's totally not, but he's, he's that sort of like, archetypal kind of farm boy character, <laughs> yeah, but he's, yeah. uh, he's not a farm boy at all. He, he has a different job, but that's sort of where he starts and you start kind of writing that. And he's very sort of, for lack of a better term, just Gary on ish when you, when I first started writing him and then I was like, he, I need something. Um, he needs something. And, and I try to humanize my characters. I try to give them, weaknesses um and so this was just like you know what i'm going to to do this to him and, and give him this 
literally um, limp in his in his life that he's gonna gonna have to overcome, and yeah, um, yeah. there's gonna be a challenge for him. Um, and it's it seems to work. Um, without yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that that we can talk about in terms of how he's characterized and where he's going, but it involves kind of giving away a big part of the ending of first of shadow. So I don't know if I really want to go. Yeah. There. Right, 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 right. Yeah. No spoilers. <laughs> but, um, yeah. No spoilers. So, uh, but yeah, he's, he's interesting and I'm looking forward to kind of continuing his evolution. Um, I guess the one thing that, that I will say is I'm, I'm sort of committed to keeping him broken. If I can mm-hmm. put it that way. Um, one of the original things I was thinking is, you know, maybe this thing could then heal him. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to give that thing like, cause then it's like, well, you need to be become whole to be the hero. And it's like, well, I, I don't actually think that's true. So, right. yeah. um, so he's going to evolve, he's going to grow, um, and whatever, but he's going to do it in his own way with his own own limitations, which we all have to do in our own way. Right. So um, hopefully in some ways he becomes a metaphor for a lot of us or, or actually um, a physical or like an empowerment for those who, who do have, you know, physical disabilities. So um, yeah, he's, he's a fun character to write. And um, that's where those two came from. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And like I said, I think it's so cool. I can't wait to uh, see particularly Caleb's, uh, development as a character uh, and and kind of, you know, in some ways he's sort of that coming into his own perspective a little bit. And so I'm really excited to see where you kind of go with him in the uh, in the future. So can't wait to see that. Now, I want to be cognizant of your time. Uh, so how can uh, how can folks find you and uh, your books uh, online? Where can they follow you or, or find more information on you? Sure. Um, so I'm on, you know, the social medias. Uh, so Twitter um, at Varkas Chronicle. Uh, same on Instagram, actually, if you're into that. Um, sorry, my dog is making weird noises in the <laughs> background here. No He's worries. He's actually climbing into an Ikea bag, and I, I don't understand why. Let me just... There you go. Go on. Go. Sorry to all the listeners out there. Um, so yeah, no Barkus Chronicle at uh, Twitter and um, on Instagram as well. Um, I'm on Facebook. Um, you can follow me on Goodreads by looking up Deck Matthews. So all the books are there. Uh, and I also have a website, um, VarkusChronicles.com, uh, which is currently um, actually being uh, redone. Um, just getting a little facelift, but uh, a whole bunch more content as well. So uh, that should roll out in the next month. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate your time and uh, being with us. And uh, I hope uh, you listeners uh, take the opportunity to go look up uh, some of Deck's uh, stuff, check out the website, follow him on Twitter, look him up on Goodreads. And if you haven't already, uh, go ahead and go get uh, the First of Shadows. It is a great book, uh, lots of fun, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I think you will too.